Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. And I'm Stephen, and today we find ourselves in the book of Exodus chapter 32, <sighs> which we, we jumped, right? Yeah, we so did. So we, we did 20, and then we jumped, you know, 12 chapters over. Tornado leaped. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> happens. Um, but once again, we're, we're trying to get through the whole counsel of the Word of God. That's right. Kind of hitting different high points, different... Uh, important markers. Important markers. Yeah. And this is an important one. Um, so we just did Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. And this is this is what's going on while Moses is getting the Ten Commandments. And and some other laws, right? Yeah. He's yeah. out there, he's talking with God, he's like like and and like the commandments that Moses has to yeah. bring down from the mountain was written with the finger of God. Yeah, right. I was like, thinking about that too. I mean, it's like, oh my word! Yeah, that, that's that's what he had. <laughs> He's like, I'm giving this to my people. This will help them to, uh, you know, relate well with me. Relate yeah. well with one another. Well, and and so then when he's up there on the mountain, what's happening down on the ground? Oh, uh, the people, tomfoolery. People are getting anxious. <laughs> Where's Moses? Moses is dead. We can't um, even touch the mountain. It's all scary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so. What does Aaron do? Mm. Uh, Aaron tells the people, you know, you that plundering thing we did with the Egyptians, why don't you bring me your gold rings and your earrings and your bracelets? And uh, he took all this gold and he formed with it. Look at verse 4. He took the gold from them, fashioned with it with an engraving tool, and made it into an image of a calf. So he made an idol. Yeah. Now, probably what he was doing here, this calf idol, uh, oftentimes idols like this were made in in that part of the world where the calf itself wasn't a god, but the calf represented where the god was. We would think of it as a graven image. Yeah. Right. So I think think with his intention... Which is on the tablet. His intention (laughs) was like, oh yeah, well we will... uh, We'll we'll depict something of who God is because look at what we can approach. This we can approach Him, right? Because look look at what He says. He says, uh, "Israel, these are your gods who brought you up out of the land of Egypt." Mm. To which I want to be like, I mean, I I have it written in my margin. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, notice what He does here. Yeah, these are your gods. Yeah, plural. That brought you up out of Egypt. He's he's drawing them into idol worship. He's drawing them into polytheism. Which kind of takes us back to like how quick the heart drifts, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I also just think like just the poor leadership here of Aaron down below waiting on Moses to come down from communion with God. And the people ask him, hey, will you make gods for us? And so he does. Yeah. Right. And, and he gives them what they desire and not what they actually need. And he's supposed to uh, be this priest figure. Right. Who, who lead people to God. That's right. For for worshiping rightly. And he he's supposed to be holy. Yeah. And here he is like breaking the first three commandments. Yeah. Four if it was done on a sun, on, on a Sabbath day. Right? And, his, <laughs> and but, his sons follow suit later. You yeah. Know? They do. Mm. So... Uh, Lord, the Lord speaks to Moses and basically says, I'm angry. <laughs> the people have turned away. They've made for themselves a a golden calf. Uh, I'm going to destroy them. Yep. 
And so here we have a, a picture of a different type of leader, mm-hmm. right? So with Aaron, he saw the people discontent, upset, fearful, and he led them astray. He placates their fears. He placates yeah. their fears, yeah. But what Moses does is In Moses intercedes mm. on their behalf. Yeah. He seeks the favor of the Lord, yeah. his God. Yeah. And so he, he pleads with them and yeah. saying, God, what, what would the world say? Yeah, remember your promises. Remember your promises. Uh, you said you'd make them as, as, as numerous as the stars of the sky. Um, and so because Moses interceded on their behalf, the Lord relented the disaster he was going to bring on the people. Which it's important that we talk a little bit about relented because sometimes when you read this, we can think God changes his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what's being captured here isn't that the Lord has changed his mind, um, but the Lord has um, designed things to work in a certain way where a mediator would be needed. And Moses serves as that mediator for the people of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, that God doesn't break his covenant promises. You know, like yeah. he does. It's not that God never forgets his promises either. He, you know, so what. What we need to understand when we see texts, there's only a couple of them in the whole Bible where we see this idea of relenting, is that uh, the authors are using human type of language, anthropomorphic language, to describe an event that is going on, right? Right. And the Lord is not, you know, bent on destroying his people. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. he's going to make, he's going to fulfill his promises to them. But he has designed, in this case... Moses to intercede for the people. The way I think about it is that God uses a prayer of his people to accomplish his purposes. Yes. Uh, So um, think of, think of uh, like Nineveh in the book of Jonah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to destroy them. Uh, But of course, then they, they cry out in in, uh, repentance. Yeah. And so what does he do? He, He relents. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there is a direct correlation between the prayer and them not receiving judgment. But I think the prayer was ordained as much as the judgment was. Yes. And God uses the prayer. God uses the ordained prayer to accomplish his ordained purposes. Yeah. And he teaches the, the intercessor the lesson all along, right? Jonah, he teaches... Uh, that this is a good thing to call people to repentance and faith, <laughs> you know. Uh, for Moses, he uses Moses in this capacity um, to lead the people back to God Himself. You know, the other thing I like about Moses and his leadership is that he wasn't alone on the mountain. Hmm. Uh, but we are told that uh, whenever Moses starts to come down, the person who's with him is Joshua. That's right. And so Joshua, we'll learn, is going to be the next leader of He's Israel. the prodigy. He's the prodigy. Yeah. But he is there at the feet of Moses, at the feet of God, uh, like Mary, soaking it up. Mm-hmm. You know. I, so I, I love that little well, bit there. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, Moses comes down, sees everything that's going on, and he's like, oh, now I see what God's talking about. <laughs> he breaks the tablets. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's one of those things that, like, Oh, the people have left me. They abandoned me. Uh, yeah, let me pray for them. But then he sees the depravity himself, which is what God saw. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> in a more, uh, even in a deeper deeper way. Right? Yeah. And so he, he smashes 
the tablets and crushes the calf into powder, makes him drink it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, Aaron's like, "Why are you mad, Moses? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you mad, bro?" <laughs> He says, why have you led them into such grave sin? Yeah. He says, don't be enraged, my Lord. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you, you I think, know the people are intent on but, evil. But here's what, what gets me is his lie. Yeah. Rather than, rather than owning his sin, rather than saying, yep, I messed up, he says, well, you know, the people are all up in evil and evil and they just gave me gold and I, I just threw the gold in the fire. And we and, didn't know what happened to and you. Then, <laughs> and then this calf hopped out, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what he says? Yeah, and out came this calf. And out came the calf. <laughs> Whereas, like, earlier, what did it say? It says it says in verse 4, he fashioned it with an engraving tool. Right? <laughs> like, very specific. Very specific in verse 4. He took this gold and he formed it into this calf. And here he's like, man, I just threw the gold in and out came this calf. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> bibbidi boo <laughs> But not owning it at all. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's, here's the other hard part. Um, Moses interceded for the people. But he got there. He saw the people's wickedness. And, and uh, discipline yeah. had to then ensue. Uh, and so he calls out, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And the Levites come around him, and they're commanded uh, to strap on their swords and go throughout the land, um, killing people yeah, who were who were breaking the law of God. Yeah. And so these men had to go out and kill their own brothers, neighbors, kill yeah. their own neighbors, kill their own countrymen. Um, what what a hard thing. Yeah. Since, yeah. So sin has consequences. It does. I think one of the the quickest consequences we see of our sin, uh, with specifically faithlessness, is that we become a laughing stock to the to the world. Yeah. Sin twenty five. Oh gosh. Moses saw that the people were out of control. For Aaron had let them get out of control, making them a laughing stock to their enemies. Yeah. Like defaming the name of God. Mm. And uh, and that should. If anything else, that should cause us to tremble, to mm-hmm. to not desire that to be the result. So what we should desire is faithfulness, right? Mm-hmm. Not to turn away towards worthless things that cannot rescue us um, or save us, but uh, to turn in to, to God alone, who is the one deliverer that we have, the only deliverer that we have. Um, and when we turn into him, Lord, his name is made famous. It's it's renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we turn away, as the people of God, we defame His name, and we become a laughing stock to the nations. Yeah. So give us give us one application point. I think about um, maybe man. Let, let God have your heart. Mm. Don't fear. Wait in Him. Trust in Him. He'll be there. You know, don't run after other gods. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fashion God. I mean, there's so much here that we could, and these are all general ones. Right. And I think what we have to do is, is in our own time, is after after the podcast is over, is go specific. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like for me today? Yeah. What do I need to do this week to make sure God is my heart captured? Mm. To make sure I'm not fashioning idols um, to serve rather than 
rather than God. That's right. Well, that's the breathe in. Why don't I breathe out in prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, when we read a text like this, Lord, it should cause us to pause, to, to investigate our own hearts. Because just like the Israelites, Lord, we, we too drift so quickly um, into faithlessness, into sin, uh, which gives birth to destruction. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom to see our hearts um, where we have been fashioning idols, uh, where we have been unwilling to wait on you um, and to pursue worthless things. And God, when those things are exposed in us, I pray that you bring us into conviction and repentance. Uh, Lord, it's our desire that your name would uh, be made famous and not be defamed by our faithlessness. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Exodus 33.